0: My days! Is that Tom Parry?
1: Matthew Boyle? You're a sight for sore eyes.
0: Oh, blimey, I remember meeting you <laughs> some, like, six weeks ago to sit down and do this very podcast. God, it's been a while.
1: Yes, um, and now we're sitting down in uh, two separate countries to do it again. Soon, we'll be yes. face-to-face again, won't we?
0: We will, yes. Yeah. So this is the only one where we're not going <laughs> to do it face-to-face again. Oh, well, let's get into it. It's Tom Matt attack. Let's do it.
1: Rusty there with the intro, Matthew.
0: You were, Tom. I saw the gears in your brain whirling and stalling.
1: I I, I was thinking, what the hell am I going to say? Uh, But, you know, I know we have an audience. That made me feel good today. I spoke with our friend Dave. Yeah. Who, yes, I guess we both know him. Yeah, we do. But still, it was nice to hear he still listens to the podcast.
0: That's good. Yeah, some people still do.
1: So shout out to, to Dave Jennings.
0: Shout out to Ali the Retro Hunter shout out to oh, Axlums, yeah. Sam. Yeah. A few oh yeah, people yeah, I for know sure. definitely All these still
1: listen. Lovely people who still listen to our podcast. We, shout uh, out we... to
0: Wes, who I also know listens to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there we go. There's a few people off the top of my head. Cheers. I know we
1: still listen. Cheers, guys. It's, it's all guys, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. If you want your <laughs> name up here, let us know. Um, but yeah, have you been Tom Parry? I was yeah. these six weeks treated you. You been good?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been very good. I, I say I can't complain. You know, uh, it's been uh, lovely being home for Christmas. Uh, for those who didn't know, I was in Denmark for a, a little while, and we were podcasting from there. And I came back at the start of December, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the last podcast we did was probably you in Denmark,
1: and then I got it was, super busy. It was. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, at yours, of course. And, yeah, yeah, uh, you were. <laughs> and Christmas hadn't happened, you know. So certainly a lot to talk about in the last uh, six. Right then, Tom Parry, it's almost six weeks, it's like five weeks. Oh, gosh. Right then, have you ever known
0: me to have to prep notes for a podcast?
1: No, you're not the note-prepping kind.
0: I've literally played so many games that I have two sheets of bloody paper.
1: I, I usually just write titles of games that I want to talk about. You've actually written some sort of thorough notes there.
0: Well, no, I mean like I... Not, I mean, there's only like three lines for each game, but it's still like four sides of paper. I've played a lot.
1: I like it. It's very prepared. Are you just go. We're just gonna go into it. Where do you want to start?
0: I think we should. Okay. Um. So, Tom Parry, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a game called Kingdom Hearts Three coming out.
1: I noticed you were In... gearing yourself up for Kingdom Heart Kingdom Hearts Three. Yes,
0: I was, and then I fell <laughs> off it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I can deal with the series." <laughs> No, right. No.
1: Well, um, yeah, it's an interesting. One. How do you feel about
0: Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> right. So, I, for, for complete clarity to the rest of the audience, I have played Kingdom Hearts One and Two. I've beaten both of those games. Hmm. I own Birth by Sleep. I own 365 Days. In fact, hey, Matt, Tom I bought Harry, you one. You did, yeah. Did um,
1: I, yeah. Was that a gift or was that something like? No, I can't remember now.
0: I don't know. I can't remember. I remember you... I
1: found one for you. Yes. yes but it's you 3DS. Did. What's yes. one, what's that one called?
0: Oh, I don't even know. No. That's I don't a, know. that's a remake of <laughs> the one for the Game Boy Advance. I want to oh. say Chain of Memories? Do... Yes, Chain of Memories, that's the point. Maybe. I'm so just... it gets really confusing. There's also a DS game which is I think like a pseudo remake of the first one. There's wow. a lot of Kingdom Hearts games, Tom. I own all of them. But essentially what it boils down to in my eyes is I think there's five main, like, story Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. And the first in the chronological order, even though I think it was the last one released, is called Birth by Sleep, which was originally a PSP game. Um, and it is... Do you remember that really awesome CG trailer that was going around in like that- it looked very tonally different from what you'd expect a Kingdom Hearts game to be.
1: I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> okay. To be honest. It was a
0: It was a Final Fantasy-ass Kingdom Hearts trailer. Hmm. Um And it was actually, like, the hidden ending of the game. Okay. And, it, yeah, there's there's characters and they're fighting. Uh, I Honestly, I've played so many games the last couple of weeks that even though I knew the names of these characters... I can't remember them, which is probably an indication of like how done I am with Kingdom well, that Hearts. Well, I know what
1: one of the main characters. That's Sora. Is that right?
0: Sora is not in this game. Roxas, who is the main character from Kingdom Hearts 2, is in it, but he's not in it because it's really long and
1: convoluted. Mm. Um his... well, it shows how much Kingdom Hearts I've played. I've played uh... a little of the first one. There you
0: go. <laughs> I'm going to type away because I'm going to get these people's names. So, Essentially, this is all set before everything that happens in Kingdom Hearts. In fact, at one point in the game, you run into Sora and Riku on a beach and their children. Okay. And how much Kingdom Hearts lore do you know, Tom?
1: Well, I know whatever happens in the first, I don't know, hour or so of the game. Okay, good.
0: Um, but, so but, I'm not going to get a into, into it. But it a while ago I played it, so. There's like half an hour videos on YouTube that you can watch that explain all this. It's very long and convoluted. And to be honest with you, I would argue the Disney stuff doesn't really have to even be in the game. Because the main story evolves around the people who aren't Disney characters. Mm. The Disney stuff is used well, to into that, a world. Well, really. I'd expect that, Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the Final Fantasy characters don't even really need to be in it either. It's just the... I'm still the fan service. Yeah, they're just there just to be there. So the yeah. main characters are Terra, Aqua, and Ventus. And Ventus is Roxas. Wh- uh, what? Yes, right then. Is so, Roxas
1: a bit like Knuckles? Is he, like, buff?
0: No, he isn't. He sounds
1: like he should be a buff guy. It's, just it's literally Roxas.
0: It is just how Roxas looks. The, the, the blonde kid. I don't know. Kid. The blonde kid from Kingdom Hearts 2? No?
1: 2? I don't know. I've not played 2. Okay,
0: right. <laughs> so, he has Sorry. a master called Xehanort who is uh, voiced this is by heavy stuff, Leonard Nimoy. And I like Kingdom... Leonard Nimoy. Kingdom Hearts is all about like good and bad, like the good side of your heart and the bad side of your heart. And he tries to extract his heart, and he makes like a good version of him and a bad version of him. Okay. But it, it splits him in two, so he's really weak. And the story is about essentially you uncovering that, and his... He kind of like latches on to Sora's unborn fetus as something. Now we're just
1: talking about birth by sleep.
0: We're just talking about birth by sleep. <laughs> birth by sleep. So which like, is, again,
1: the what, well, like a? It's prequel. like a prequel to Kingdom Hearts. Which one. Is, sorry, you have to remind me. What what are you playing this on? This is uh, on a on the PS4. This Comp- is originally released
0: on the PS3, uh, PSP. Sorry, and then they made it for the PS4 as part of a Kingdom Hearts compilation.
1: Yeah like what pink hearts 1.5 or 2.5 yeah 1.5 and 2.5 <laughs>
0: or you can get the 2.8 version which has got an extra three hours that lead in kingdom Hearts 3 i'm just saying all this tom parry so you get an idea of how convoluted it is yeah i yeah. played go, through go this ahead. game Sorry. three bloody times because mm. you have to play through the game three times as terra aqua and Ventus, and then i was like okay actually i'm done with kingdom arts so i don't need to play this game this is a load of nonsense
1: so you don't and need to play Kingdom Hearts 3.
0: I don't need to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't need mm. to play 365 days because I remember playing that on the DS and thinking it was a load of garbage. And so as soon as I started playing that game, I was like, no, nah, okay, so I'm done. It's safe it's right. to
1: say, Matthew, you are not a Kingdom Hearts fan.
0: See, here's the thing. I really remember liking Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Yeah. I just think there's been a lot better games made in the action RPG genre since then. Since then, yeah. And therefore... Unless Kingdom Hearts 3 has an amazing battle system, I'm not really that interested.
1: No. Which is a massive shame. Well at least it saved you some money.
0: It did. And sorry for like (laughs) telling you about hearts being split in half and good versions and that. I liked all that. I thought it was quite interesting
1: actually. It gets really
0: there's there's a rabbit hole you can go down, Tom. I will link you a twenty five minute video to explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts. I don't think I'll watch it, but you can see how convoluted it all is.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I've... So you've been playing mostly Kingdom Hearts, or uh... no? No, Tom. oh no. He shakes so his head. So many games. You can't see it, but he's uh, been busy. Before
0: <laughs> I hand it over to you, I'm no, just going to say I also played a game called Lost Sphere, which, if you remember, mm. is the second game from Tokyo RPG Factory, who are the guys who made I Am Setsuna. Which, yeah. if you remember, I quite liked I Am Setsuna. Hmm. It was very chrono trigger, very reminiscent of the old Final Fantasy games on the Super Nintendo, and I thought I'm it was bit, all right.
1: Yeah. You bought it in uh, Japan?
0: I did buy it in Japan. But it yeah. handily
1: had uh, an English. Uh, it did. Subtitles yes. or. Yeah. Uh, subtitles.
0: Both. Uh, and, dialogue, um, and dialogue. Subs uh, and dialogue. I can't yeah. remember, to be mm, okay. perfectly honest. But you
1: played not, it and you, you enjoyed it a bit.
0: I played it. I enjoyed it. It was like a 14 hour RPG, which was, you know, it did not say it's welcome. I thought it was pretty good. Fair enough. I played about two hours of Lost for you, Tom. And I don't remember any of it. Um, wow. It it is the most vanilla JRPG that I have ever played. And there played. are
1: plenty of JRPGs you can put in that category. Vanilla.
0: Yeah. Oh man. This is like the most like paint by numbers JRPG. It's, yeah. the
1: swear fir- I've played ones like that though
0: so like the weird thing about this game is you kind of you're restoring the town because it's disappeared in this mist mm. which is created by monsters okay and so well
1: that's not like there's some um crystals you need to collect in a princess. yeah
0: yeah there is tom <laughs> how did you guess uh and guess who you're doing it with you're doing it with your your childhood friend who there's a yeah. will they won't they thing yeah. and your annoying brash other best friend who gets into a lot of trouble, and I was like, Okay, I've played this two hours, I know where this is going, I don't need to play this game anymore.
1: There is this sort of like staple of um, RPGs where it's friends, who, young friends, yeah.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, that's a very showen thing, isn't it? It's a very, like, Japanese thing. I mean, like, that's Naruto and Dragon Ball and they everything else. They all
1: school like together and... Uh... Young
0: friends doing things and, you know, exploring the world and discovering truths about themselves and getting stronger
1: and all the rest of it. Mm. I started playing one of the uh, Tales of series. Really? Uh, it was the one that was originally on the GameCube, I think. It got re-released to PS3. Yeah. And that was, they all went to school together, and it was all about those childhood friends. And they went into a cave, and there were some interesting block-pushing puzzles. I probably talked about it on the podcast. I think you did, yeah. Ages ago. Uh, but yeah, that's an example of what what you're saying there, uh, about the, the characters being similar. Yes. Gameplay was kind of unique, though, I thought.
0: Tales games are quite fun. I like yeah. the Tales games quite a bit. Mm. uh battle system is nothing right home about again it is the same active time battle system that was in uh i am sooner. so if you've played that one i would say active give us time is this
1: similar something like Grandia? uh it's similar to like chrono
0: trigger in that oh, you okay. uh you're kind of you're kind of walking around in the area and everything's right okay so the easiest that, way to what... describe yeah, it's sorry. turn-based <laughs> but you were walking around in the area yeah, so you like, can like avoid grandia. enemy attacks
1: no I don't think Grandia does that, but yeah, you Grandia, may be right. Actually, you walk actually. around, but you still have to wait to attack. So oh, you yeah, can... you know,
0: you're right. Yes, it is exactly and, and, like Grandia. And
1: to me, Grandia maybe was one of the first examples of that kind of battle yes. system. Yes, yes, it yeah. is. Okay, ah, uh, it's all right.
0: Like it is the like I said, it is the most vanilla JRPG. It's RPG all right, but there are too many,
1: There's so many RPGs. Why would you bother playing that one? Exactly,
0: especially <laughs> if you haven't played Chrono Trigger or. Uh, you and I, Am sooner is a better game than this, and people didn't really rate Set sooner either, so... No,
1: no, no, no. So yeah. Lost fear is, don't bother. RPG fan, you've played it before, don't bother yeah, with it. Yeah,
0: exactly. What... Oh, uh, dear, the the name of your, like, brash best friend, Tom, is mm. Locke. Locke? You know, like in Final Fantasy VI. Oh. Locke.
1: Okay, with an E? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just in case you didn't get it, that he was a homage to, like, old JRPGs. Yeah. His name is Locke, one the first character. Sean, Sean, Sean Locke. Yes, exactly, Sean Locke. British Lock. comedian. Yes, he's very, very quick-witted. Yeah. Bold, <laughs> I, glasses, it, it looks very
1: odd in a JRPG, but it works. Excellent. What, what... Okay, so, yeah, I've got plenty to talk about. Uh, I've played uh, a fair few games, oh, quite surprisingly for me, because, you know, what I'm like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, what I'm going to mention is uh, Horizon Shift 81, which right. is a arc- retro arcade-styled shooter. Uh, we were given a copy of this game to re- review for Blast Process. So, uh, for what have console? Features. It's actually just been released on the Switch. It's okay. uh, a sequel to a- the original Horizon Shift, which was released on Steam, if my memory serves me right. Okay. And uh, it's quite a lot of fun. Uh, it's quite simple. Basically, you're a ship on a, a line... In yes. the middle of a, a vertically aligned screen, and you have to switch you got enemies attacking you from either side, from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen, and you switch, you know, as to which way you're facing to oh, take okay. down the enemy. So you've got two waves of enemies coming at you at the same time from two different angles. Right. Uh also the enemies can kind of land on the line. So you have to use uh, shoulder buttons to barge them off the line. Oh, okay. And also enemies can shoot through the line, giving you limited um, area to move and shoot. Oh, that's cool. So all these elements come together in something that feels very pure and very enjoyable. So um, that's the recommendation. Uh, and a that sounds like well. something I genuinely I know. really yeah, like to I play. Know. We got it as a review copy, really, you know... Happy that uh, the developer shared that with us, but uh, I honestly say it's it's a lot of fun, so I've been playing a, a bit of that. Cool. Um, what else? I got PlayStation VR. That, that's I did big. too. So um, very excited about that, and I must say my first experience of PlayStation VR was sort of mind-blowing. Christmas morning getting up, and I put in that PlayStation Worlds game. I still haven't done and, that. Uh, I still
0: got the, 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 the yeah. Redeem code, but I haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah, I say I put it in, yes, I, I used the code. Yeah, you redeemed it, it yeah. <laughs> and I played the deep sea diving thing. I was I Actually, played isn't the right word, because that's more of an experience. You're lowered in a cage, a shark attacks you. But the feeling of immersion, the concept of being able to look all around you was the big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even j- just when you start up that game and you boot it and you're inside this... Uh, uh, area and you, yeah, I don't know, it, it kind of like, there was a wow moment. And then, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, but I felt like I wanted something more immersive. So I immediately jumped into some sort of alien game. And this game required me to control the character in a 3D space in the first right. person perspective. Uh, I had to lift objects and interact with my environment. But I have to say, I had to take the helmet off because I it was making me feel sick and uh, this was a bit of su- surprise to me. I didn't anticipate I'd suffer from motion sickness when playing VR. So uh, I was like, Oh, that's a, that's a real shame uh, that yeah. I can't play these type of games for long before I start to feel a bit sick. And I, I've hoped that maybe if I play it more, I'll b- adjust to it. Yeah. Uh, but I still do find anything where you're moving maybe quickly uh, in a 3d space that I really can't do with it. Uh Something that's kind of midway for me is Rush of Blood, which I've also been playing, which is the uh, on rails shooter type game. It's from the Until Dawn franchise. I know the, the one. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That is incredibly immersive and genuinely scary. One, well, probably the most scariest gaming experience I've ever had. Uh, but I assume when you've played it multiple times, you lose the scares because you know that people jump out at you and attack you when yeah. you're on this uh, on this ride. That one I can just about manage. Okay. And again, really cool. I mean, I think VR is an amazing uh, thing. And to actually be able to play games like that in your front room is like, cool. Yeah. But it does take a little bit of setting up. And I wasn't aware how many cables were involved in setting up a VR headset.
0: Uh, I've I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I didn't think it was that bad. Like Once I plugged everything in...
1: I don't think it's that bad, but still, I wasn't expecting the amount of cables that uh, were needed. So, you have the processor box, you have the USB going to the console, you have the HDMI going.
0: From the console into console, the box, and the, another HDMI going into out of the box into the TV.
1: Yeah. That's right. So uh, And the camera. The camera's connected to the PlayStation, and the VR headset is connected to the box through two cords which plug into the front. Yeah. Did you already have the old camera? I did, but it came... No, I had the new camera. Yeah. So I got two of the, the second model camera.
0: How is the new camera? Because my old camera is, is you know, it's like a bar, it's like a box. Is the new camera actually on, like, a stand that you can position properly?
1: Yes. You okay. You can hook it over the top of your TV, or you can just fold it into a stand and sit it in front of your TV.
0: I may have to have a look into that, because putting my old camera in front of the TV even... Because it is a bar, it was getting like pulled around, like mm. by the, by the weight of the cable, and therefore it was a bit of a pain in the ass to set up. But now I've got it, so it okay. seems okay. It's not moved like when I'm playing with it or whatever, but well, it was getting the position to go was a bit of a pain in the ass.
1: With the new camera,
0: yeah. Well, with the yeah. old camera, I'll try. Sorry, the new one. sorry, the yeah. old
1: camera. Um, but Tetris Effect, yes. Okay, so that was a game oh, I put in. And, you know, immediately no issues with motor sickness in that game because basically how the game works is you're immersed in it, but you're not moving around in a 3D space. No, exactly. You're, uh, Just watching your Tetris pieces. fall. you. All. You are totally engrossed in the act of making Tetrises. Yes. Uh, While well, this beautiful audio visual thing happens, sticking the headphones, obviously, uh, for an Did... experience like that.
0: Did you find when you were playing Tetris Effect that your VR would track slightly left? No. I had a really odd
1: thing. You know, you can re- you reset it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I know quite easily. But it kept but moving back. It? I kept moving slightly to the left. Whereas by the point where I'd got through, like to the fifth stage of one of the the story the story mode in inverted commas mm. ways, my head was kind of turned left because I was in it and it was going at such a fast pace that I didn't really have time to click the auctions button and hold it in to reset the view. But it, no, only with I that game, for that. some reason. I don't know why. It was just didn't that one time. That. Okay.
1: Uh, of course, yeah. It's a it's a great experience. It's um, maybe not as immersive as some VR games, you know. No. But uh, it works very well. It does. I like and it a lot. The game itself is just beautifully presented and uh, enjoyable. Which, of course, you expect that with Tetris. But, you know, yeah. it's got kind of a sort of... Uh, Res, uh, you know... Uh, it does. It's, facelift, it's
0: definitely estimate. one of those Mizuguchi games. I yeah. immediately bought Res. I haven't had a chance to play Res No, Infinite I haven't.
1: Yet. I already had Res Infinite, but uh, I haven't tried it in VR. I did try some of my other VR games, though. I tried Star Wars Battlefront, the X-Wing mission. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I managed that for a little bit longer than some of the other games. Okay. Astro Bot, I thought, is incredible. Oh, that's actually a newer game that I got. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But again when you started it's of pushing you forward as yeah. you would still had your head turned controlling the uh, robot yeah that's when everything just sort of got Well a bit too much that's forward. the
0: point where your body thinks you're being poisoned yeah. so like essentially if you if you are moving your camera but your body doesn't realize your head's moving as well like mm. so if your body thinks it's moving forward and yet your body is still yeah Your brain's instant reaction is, fuck, we're delirious, we need to get this poison up, which is why you start feeling sick. And that's the point where
1: I take the the headset off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is the, you know, like, I've only ever had motion sickness twice in my life, uh, Duke Nukem, and for some reason there's something about the frame rate in Brutal Legend that doesn't agree with me. Hmm. But I, I would, I, I hate that feeling. It is the wor- motion sickness is the worst feeling.
1: It is really bad. And actually, sometimes I was feeling it not when I was playing the game as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's a cause for concern. But um, what games have you played on the your VR?
0: Um, to be honest, same as you. Uh, mainly Tetris Effect. Uh, I want to get into Resident Evil. I have rented it out to the library, so I'm going to give that a go, despite oh. my. My better judgment of going. I oh, can shit. tell
1: you a little bit about that because I have played. Red okay. In VR. Yeah. Um. The problem is, I think the game's got such a high resolution and is full of very detailed uh, textures.
0: Oh, that it looks like crap in the headset. It looks
1: like real crap through uh,
0: That's a shame. <laughs> uh,
1: it is because that's a beautiful game, but through the headset, unfortunately, because of the amount of detail, it all becomes a bit blurry. Yeah, I um, I could see
0: that. How yeah. did you fare? With glasses. Did you try and wear glasses?
1: Oh, fine, fine with them, yeah. Yeah, because no, no I, I had
0: to, because I, I couldn't yeah, do yeah. it otherwise. Yeah, you just
1: pull it out a little bit. A button yeah, yeah, top, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, the, the button on top. out, and then get it to a point where it does feel like it's just comfortable. I had
0: to get, like, my plastic frames, or my wooden frames were, like, digging into me while I was doing it. So there's oh, there's something dear. to be yeah. said yeah, for the shape of the glasses. Tight. No, exactly. Um, uh But the, the game I actually played, and we God. played quite a lot of... uh at the ass end of my birthday because I got it for my birthday was uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. I okay. hope that's actually the name of the game, but it's a bomb defusing simulator. Mm-hmm. And the gist is, essentially, you are the person wearing the headset is diffusing the bomb. Uh, the other people have a manual, uh, which is on the TV screen or an app, or you can print it out. Mm. And based on your, the person in the VR headset's descriptions, the other people need to tell them how to defuse the bomb. Wonderful! It's fucking awesome. We will yeah. definitely play it when you come over. Was that so a it, good price? Some, uh, I, I think it was like about five. Oh it, great. it was not very expensive at all. It was a good laugh. Everyone can play it because even if they don't feel comfortable in VR, yeah. they can just help out and read the manual. It was very nice. It was a good party game. It was like four of us playing it, swapping on the headset. So mm. it was a good, I saw, good fun. Um,
1: Beat Saber, but that was like twenty five pounds.
0: Yeah, some of the VR thought, games seem pretty expensive.
1: Really Although they are mean, on sale. Um,
0: yes, they are, but still, like, Rez should have been like 25 quid or something like that. And I was like, I don't know, man, I've already got that game. Yeah. But then it was so like it a tenner in the sale. Yeah,
1: it wasn't 25 when I bought it. Yeah. Um, years, Well, I would say it was nearly a year ago now or so. It was one yeah. of the first things I featured on um, Tom Plays. I remember. Uh, Last process. Uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something, Matthew. I was gonna say I tried Creed. Creed? Oh the yeah, I, game. yeah. How was it? Yeah, it's good actually. <laughs> yeah. You, well, I think so, the idea, sorry, of boxing in VR, great.
0: Do you okay. need to use the Move remotes? Yes. I don't have need. Move remotes. That's the issue.
1: You don't have any Move remotes.
0: Right? I have a PlayStation Move starter set somewhere. Hmm. But I hear that apparently a lot of the, the PlayStation 3, if unless you use those things religiously, like I know you did, apparently the batteries are pretty dead on them. Oh, so the I need to try thing. and did have to find it. I
1: recharge them, but they're still going. So. I'll
0: have a look. I'll see if I can find uh, mine and give it a go. Does that starter set have two move remotes, do you remember? Or is it just one?
1: No, one, I think. Oh, damn. Oh, well, I think, I'll figure it out. Um, but Creed recommended a little bit of motion sickness after a while playing with it, but I got through one uh, fight, uh, yeah. About feeling a bit queasy, but it doesn't move around that much. Yeah. And it does work very well. So uh, okay, I that's good. That. It's good. You do a bit of training as well, and you go into the fight, and it's got a kind of cartoony aesthetic to the boxers too. It, yeah. It was a little bit punch out. Oh, that was cool. I, um, appreciated.
0: Have you played Moss?
1: Not yet, but I felt like uh, it's got to be similar to Astro Bot because it's. I've I
0: heard, would... I've heard a lot much better things about Moss. I hear it is a game specifically made for VR. Mm. I like the it...
1: idea of it. I did read up on it because it's one of those games I was thinking about getting. Yeah, uh, I think it's £15 in sale yeah, the sale. Yeah,
0: and that was the thing uh, where I was like, oh, I should just get Res because I know I want Res.
1: Yeah. I've got so many other games recently, though, I was like, uh, maybe I, I should uh, not get it right away. And also with <laughs> VR games, I don't know how they're going to make me feel. That's but fair. I think Moss is played as a viewer. You yes. can look around like Astro Bot, Maybe I'd be okay with it. I don't know. I think I want to try AstroBot again and see if I can actually get through that the first level.
0: That's fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me with the PlayStation VR. I was actually yeah. quite surprised going through my PlayStation Plus thing going like, oh, I must have some VR games that I mm. didn't actually have any VR games.
1: Oh, no. Um, Dirt Rally I played in VR. Yeah. Don't, you don't have Dirt Rally, do you? don't <laughs> have Dirt
0: Rally, no. That was difficult for me to play. Uh, I can imagine the speed of that would not sit you, well with that game. You haven't
1: game. got Battlefront anymore.
0: Uh, no, I don't. I sold that game. I, I traded it in to get Doom.
1: <sighs> Might have been worth, yeah, for the uh, VR. I would not want to play Doom in VR.
0: <laughs> no. I, I,
1: I, I, f- the thought of that makes my stomach turn. Yeah. That'll, that'll be fast.
0: No, but see, the thing is, with Doom, I think it does like the Final Fantasy fifteen thing, where you... Okay you point at an area and you warp there rather than you actually move in, and that oh. kind of gets around it, but apparently it's not very good because of that.
1: Oh, okay. I will uh, mention in Resident Evil, you don't have to move your head to look around, you can actually move the stick Okay, that's good. If, if I'll try and prefer, do that then. If you prefer that. I'll but give it, it a only go. It moves you around in increments, so it's not like a smooth, it's like yeah. angles.
0: Okay, yeah, that's to get around the motion sickness. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. I'll give it a go. I, To be honest with you, I am a, I am a f- small, frightened child Anytime I look at Resident Evil 7, so I'm going to... It'll be curious to see. I'd like play. to
1: see your reaction to... Oh, Blood. No, I, you,
0: try... I would be so scared. Like, I'm not doing it in front of people. That will be a game I play in Alone in the Dark where I can oh, scream
1: oh.
0: and no one can hear me.
1: I tell you, because it's kind of clever the way that game works, because you're shooting targets, and they don't fight back or anything, they're just like yeah. plates and things and objects, but then sometimes the car will stop, and you yeah. know something's coming, Yeah, and then people will literally run at you in clown masks. Really? And it is a <sighs> terrifying thing, they run at you, and you know they're going to do some damage to you. and yeah. Of course, you have that instinct to, to fight back. You've got these two guns, yeah. And then another one's running at you. you I'll want. play that got with another you. one, yeah. You've got another one you can't see running at you, yeah. Until you turn around and he's right in your oh. face, and he's like, oh. yeah. Oh my lord, that's one of the most immersive and terrifying experiences <laughs> I've ever had. But, uh, you know, if not for PlayStation VR, I wouldn't have had that. Experience. You wouldn't
0: have had it. Okay, so, maybe um, I'll give that a go while you're here. You can film my reactions.
1: Yes, uh, every time that the roller coaster did a little bit of a drop, yeah, I had to close my eyes. Though, do you feel uh, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> it's not a huge roller coaster, just sometimes it does do a bit of that. Fair. <sighs> yes, VR. Yeah, so VR. Would be in agreement that VR is a worthwhile thing. If you're I a like, owner? I like
0: VR. Um, I mean, I was I pre-ordered the bloody thing. I just didn't get it because I'd heard reports that it was going to make my console chug.
1: I haven't um, had that. In at all really that thing gets
0: very hot is all I will say oh but what the processor or the console yeah both actually okay I had I, I made the foolish mistake of putting that processing box on top of my PlayStation 5 I had
1: it on top for a while I yeah. actually touched it to feel how hot it was it getting it gets very very warm
0: so I'm thinking about moving it but okay. we'll see uh, yeah so other than that I've been really into my Switch I've been playing a ton of Switch games oh great um the the first one I played was a very well, but two very small games. Uh, the first tree, if you've seen that, um, is a game by no, a I game haven't. called Dan- uh David Well. I think he made the entire game himself with a little bit of help. Um, essentially, it's a walking simulator, oh, but you're playing sim. as a fox. Unfortunately, I Tom, I don't think it's a good walking simulator. It's a nice oh. fox. Um, so essentially, you're walking around as a fox, uh, who has lost its cubs, as wow. this guy is telling this dream he's had about a fox walking around that's lost its cubs, and you're, you you're hearing him, while he's retelling this dream, have a conversation with his girlfriend, okay. that essentially revolves around him and his current mental state and his relationship with his father. Whoa. I didn't think the writing was very good, mm-hmm. um... I didn't think the story was very cohesive and I thought the platforming was a bit janky. Which oh, is a shame seeing that like the first thing you see in the trailer for this is like nine out of ten. Like it won the game experience at Cannes and I was like, Oh man, because you guys clearly don't play any video games. Uh, I don't know. I was I was a bit underwhelmed by it. It was very it's it's not an expensive game by any stretch. I think it's like I think it's less than a tenner. Um for about a two, three hour game. It's all right. I just think there's better walking simulators out there, and even though it's quite a pretty game, I think there's better. I Other think the there's Switch better even. things out there. Yeah. Potentially not on the Switch, though. I think Gone Home is on the Switch, and I would say that is a better game, even though they're very different. It's and kind of
1: Firewatch that... is now also on Switch.
0: Yes, and Firewatch is definitely a better <laughs> game than this. Even though I'm a bit disappointed with Firewatch, I would say Firewatch is a better use of your money.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed Firewatch.
0: Uh, have you had any interest in Gris? I believe it is uh, I've heard called a lot
1: of very good things about it, but no, I haven't um, picked it up. No.
0: So, Tom Parry, I think Gris is something you would you would very much be into. I'm just going to look up where this studio is. I believe it's a Spanish game mm-hmm. based on the on the credits because I beat the game. It's not very long. Uh, I think. I think I'll be doing about two, three hours again. Uh, Which for a game that was like 15 quid, I was like, hmm, I don't know. But I I will say it is probably one of the most beautiful games that I have ever played.
1: this is what I've been hearing.
0: It looks very good. However, I would also say
1: that I don't think the gameplay is that all that. Um, Mm. Well, maybe it's comparable to something like Bound, because Bound doesn't have a lot in the gameplay department, but it's more the experience of traversing through I ha-
0: I've not played Bound. Annoyingly, Bound is one of those games that was on PlayStation Plus the only month I've not clicked on PlayStation Plus for the last four years.
1: Bound's in VR, isn't
0: it? Bound is in VR, yeah. I I would imagine that, Tom Parry, would probably give you some motion sickness. I, I,
1: I would suppose so.
0: Um, but, Chris is, for all intents and purposes, it is a beautiful game. Like, I honestly... On
1: the Switch. Was,
0: it is one of those games that I've looked at and gone, hot damn, Like someone's finally made a... More, I, dare I say, a better cartoon video game than Cuphead.
1: Ooh, now, funny enough, you mentioned Cuphead. I haven't played
0: it. <laughs> um, stylistically, I think it it ebbs and flows very well. I think there's some cool things in it. Unfortunately, by the end of the game... Was the point where I said, "Oh wow, this is actually starting to get into some really nice puzzles now." You start playing around with gravity, and you literally you're flipping the world upside down, and you're bringing colour back into the world. I thought, "Okay, this is actually getting really cool now." Yeah. And then it unceremoniously ends. No, not un- unceremonious is A bit unfair. It just it's very abrupt. The ending, and I was like, "Okay, now we're going to get into this." And then it was the
1: ending. and I was like, "Oh, and I the wish reason there was to maybe replay it."
0: no i don't think so um i think uh my my wife will probably play it because she liked how it looked but she was also one of the people who was watching me play it around christmas and was like what do you do in this game and i was like well you kind of walk to the right of the screen it's one of those you know it's oh wow
1: but but, you know you have to experience it visually i'm looking at it now
0: yeah Uh, i honestly think this is a game you could just watch and you would probably get the same thing out of it it? it.
1: than i did it makes it looks like a two D journey to me, but
0: and a, there are yeah. some there are some bits in it that are very journey. They're riffing on journey, like you sliding down a lot of stuff. Yeah, They are right. clearly very inspired by journey. Some of
1: it reminded me of Rayman um, Origins as well. Some of the underwater stuff with yeah, less.
0: yes, very much so. I think it is oh. a game that has borrowed parts from other games, and it kind of made me. Uh, there's colleagues at work who have literally bought a Switch for this game because wow. they love the I might visuals. Wait for a sale. And in all fairness, it looks incredible. But at the same time, I just kind of want to take those people by the hand and go, hey, if you thought that was good, check out this, check out that. Because Journey is so far above it. Like, Mm. it's undeniably a better game. Oh, Barcelona. Yeah, I was right. Sorry, that's a terrible pronunciation. Barcelona. There we go.
1: Well well done that you should even go to the effort of pronouncing it properly. Yeah,
0: um, and so... Yeah, I thought it was a Spanish studio because some of the names in the credits. It's good. Um, I I was expecting a bit more, though, based on the praise that I've seen it get on Twitter. But there you go.
1: Sure. Well, I like that little mini review, Matthew. Thank you. No worries. You've whetted my appetite.
0: Ho ho. <laughs> yeah. Have you been playing anything else, yes, Tom? Yes, I
1: have. Um, I think one of the standout games which you're just bringing to mind now is Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, you should bring that over.
0: I would love to play that well, game. Well, you
1: know, I happen to have it on both Xbox and Switch.
0: Oh, la la. How is the Switch version? I hear the load times aren't great.
1: <laughs> Better than the Xbox version. Oh, wow, <laughs> the really? way round. Yes, uh, I've not played it on PS4, so can't comment on the load times, but I would have presumed they're the same on Xbox I hear, and PlayStation.
0: I hear the PS4 version is very sharp. I hear it's very on point, especially on a pro.
1: Okay. Uh, well, it looks beautiful on Xbox. I can't fault it. And do you know what? It doesn't look half bad on Switch. In fact, there's not a lot um, separating them. In my opinion, I've played both on the TV now. I feel that, yes, the Xbox version is slightly sharper. Yeah. Um, especially in-game when you're actually fighting, it's sharper. Yeah. Um, cutscenes look fine on both systems. The colours are more vivid on Xbox than they mm-hmm. are on through the TV, at least, when playing the Switch version. Yeah. But the Switch version holds its own incredibly well and does have faster load times than the Xbox One version. Interesting. Uh, I would say get it on Switch, probably, because you've got the portable factor there. Yeah. Uh, As long as you've got a nice, comfy controller. I'm using one of the 8-Bit-Do or 8-Bit-Do. I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's an 8-Bit-Do. 'Cause I thought Doe, maybe because it's trying to be like Nintendo, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But anyway, Yeah,
1: maybe. Um I've got uh, I'm gonna just show this to you. I've got this one. Um this one has all the buttons you need to play. This is the uh, SN thirty Pro. All the buttons you need to play the game. And it it because you get to use that lovely D pad, it's yeah. it's a little bit more um comfortable to play than the Xbox version. I say it's a better D pad, so. Yeah. Um Though the Xbox version is very good too. Uh, It's a great game. I mean, the fighting mechanics feel fresh because it's got buttons for every kind of Dragon Ball thing you can imagine. Press two buttons together to do like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Translocation, sort of uh, appear behind the opponent. That (laughs) comes in very handy. You've got attacks which sort of... uh, Create a flurry of uh, punches uh, that can block certain other attacks and uh, propel your opponent. Depending on when you do it, you can propel your opponent to another area if you do it at the end of a match. Can while... I
0: mash a button? You
1: can, yes. And have uh, the Goku game is...
0: just shoot two yep. fireballs out of his hands while he screams random <laughs> Japanese words. The
1: game is geared towards being able to do that as Good. well. You can wallop a button and it does a combo. You can send your opponent into the air very easily doing that. Yeah. Uh, also, it's quite easy to do a Kamiami Ha, for instance. You do a quarter circle and press one of the shoulder buttons. Yeah. You've got to make sure you've got enough energy. It retains that um, game mechanic from other Dragon Ball Z fighters where you yeah. power up. And when you've got. Um... It's not like a bar on Street Fighter, it's like you power up yourself. Yeah. Uh, like other Dragon Ball games, it's a tag system. You can do tag sort of attacks. It's got, I guess, it's got some things in common with Marvel versus Capcom in that respect. Mm-hmm. But it's incredibly fast. It captures the essence of Dragon Ball incredibly well. Looks I beautiful hear that. and plays fresh and fun and fast paced. But not not so much that you'll lose your way. It's not too fast.
0: How Either. does it compare to Marvel vs. Capcom? Because that's where I've heard a lot of the comparison that they're it very feels similar. It a little
1: bit more hectic than Marvel's Capcom. It oh. feels like you have to think on your feet a little bit faster. Okay. Uh, depending who you're playing against, mm-hmm. really. Uh, but not too fast, as I said before. I don't find that Marvel's Capcom gets out of hand. Not in yeah. a way that maybe Smash Bros. can, for me personally. But I don't know. Na- <sighs> Smash Bros. is a funny one. Because, yeah. Yeah. Is it is it that fast really, or is it the fact that there's so much going on at one time, and you, you can be quite zoomed out from the action? Maybe that's it.
0: I just think Smash requires quick reflexes. To you need to really think on your feet because of what's going on.
1: There's a lot more to think about other than fighting in Smash. You've got to think about when you're going to fall off something, or you know. Yeah,
0: but I, I also think there's a technical proficiency you need to have for Smash to even operate at that level. And if yeah. you don't have that, it's just not fun.
1: You, you can play Dragon Ball and not be a pro at it. Good. Okay, I, that's I what I'm looking say. for. Uh, but the more you play it, the more comfortable you get with it and the better you'll you'll do with it. Uh, yeah. It's got quite an intuitive, um, what do you say, training mode. The way it teaches you things is pretty good. The only thing is, on the Xbox, the loading times were terrible. It boots you out. You can't go with training, and train to training. You do yeah. one training, boots you out, have to load all the way up into the next one. It takes oh, forever. really? So that, that is not good. Uh, I hope it's slightly faster on the Switch. I I feel that it would be based on... I've played the arcade mode a couple of times Yeah. on Switch. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend the Switch version, I think, if you're going to get one. Maybe. Depends if you've got the right controllers.
0: I said I've seen it on sale on the Switch. Yeah, so yeah i got my
1: Switch copy for 30 quid.
0: Yeah, I've seen it about a similar price.
1: Maybe I'll pick it up. Because uh, some price is a little steep for it. Some places still selling it for 45. So
0: yeah. How does sweet. it compare, Tom Parry, to, say, uh, a Soul Calibur 6?
1: Ah, Soul Calibur 6 now. Yes, I've been playing that too. Really? Uh, Soul Calibur 6 plays very well. Uh, introduces things that I don't think are necessary, like the whole slow down thing, press R1, and you go into this sort of like uh, rock, paper, scissors
0: rock, paper, thing, right? Scissors thing, yeah,
1: which you can just ignore that if you like. It can okay. use a sort of elastic attempt to get one up on your opponent. I guess that's the way you could use it. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's necessary. I think countering is incredibly easy in So 6, the way they've okay. uh, implemented the countering system. Uh, but I think you just pres- put push forward and press one button and you counter it and it's um yeah you can go back and forth two players who know what they're doing can yeah
0: counter each counter. other all day
1: <laughs> yeah basically um, is there
0: a counter counter is there a point where the counter goes no you've just counted for 20 minutes stop it i've or... never
1: got to the point where it's done that but i've counted for about back and forth about five okay times.
0: i was just wondering if there was kind of like a defense Break like in Street Fighter, you know, where you keep.
1: There is well, there is like a block. Um, if you block too much, then your yeah. block or break. Um,
0: but not with a counter.
1: Okay. No, no, I don't think so. But there, there is a lot of stuff going on under the surface in Soul Calibur Six. Okay. Uh, it's very competent. It's um, a reboot of sorts, so it contains a lot of those classic Soul Calibur characters, while not introducing too many new ones. Yeah, um, You can either see that as a good or bad. If you've played every every instalment, then I, I always find it kind of nice to play with some um the newer characters. So, Caliber 5 had a lot of new ones, and it felt very uh, fresh. Yes. Uh, the critical edge moves which you can do, which are the super moves, like the ones in Tekken, are uh, as easy to do as you are in Tekken. You just have to press two buttons together. Whereas in SoCalibur Five, you needed to do a quarter circle before doing this. It made, uh, it made critical edges a little bit more difficult to do. Now they're incredibly easy to do. Yeah. Um, you kind of see that as a good or bad thing. I liked having a little bit more skill in doing those moves. but So it's, there's been things done to it that make it more accessible, but the fighting itself remains as solid as it ever has done. That's good. And it can create some really fun matches and it plays really well. It just I think it shows that it's a sixth instalment in a franchise. Yeah, um, that's fair. Really. The backgrounds, while well, some levels look really cool, I think there's some other levels that look a bit bland. Okay. I, I think I'm going to pick at this game in a way maybe other people don't. because Well, you love so this series. Fan. And yeah, having seen what they've done with previous instalments, you think, oh, couldn't they make that background look a li- little bit more interesting than it does? Are they um, as
0: bland as Nitro Plus Blasters?
1: No, I don't think Okay, could be. But you say it's just a forest, or it's just a desert. or Okay, it's... pretty standard some, stuff, Some of though. the levels are like, there were some levels like, oh, wow, there's a bit of scenery going on there, some nice water, oh, it looks cool, but yeah. others are a bit like, eh. Fair so, enough. It When you get into playing against a human opponent, yeah. it comes to life. If you're playing this game mostly in single-player modes, then I don't know. The single-player modes that are there have a lot of uh, cutscenes, I guess. Yeah. A sort of make your own character.
0: I was going to say, how is the character creation stuff?
1: Character creation is better than any other Soul Calibur game, hands down. Although you don't get a lot of um, accessories uh, at the beginning. No, and you have to unlock them right through as playing. As you play, you unlock more. But you'll see a lot of things that are um, from older Soul Calibur creation. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's, it's the most robust one they've ever done. Okay, so it's uh, certainly worth getting if you like uh, making new characters. You yeah. can do crazy things. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the. Characters yes, I that have. You made. You can do some lewd things as well. If yes, you, wish, you can. With cylinders and, yes. and such and I actually had a go at that. and the way you can <laughs> apply textures to these elements, creates something that looks uh, is very funny and penis-y <laughs> Yes, yes, hilarious uh, and <laughs> strangely realistic looking on a, on a lizard man. Uh, what we'll say any more on that? So I can I can recommend so Caliber Six, but you may see if you've played these games before, you know it's lacking okay. in certain areas. But gameplay is not one of those areas where it's like So it does make some strange new additions, which you're either going to like or you're either going to go. Eh, I'm not bothered with that.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: That's what I'd say. I think.
0: Fair enough,
1: Tom. Perry. I like it, but I don't. I'm not in love with it.
0: Okay, that's fair. Uh, speaking of games that we like, uh, I dare say I often thought I was in love with, but I, I think we've both agreed, both I and The Messenger, that it's a simple like relationship. Mm. I beat The Messenger. The Messenger, It's a yeah. bloody long game, Tom Parry. Yeah. But I, I really like it. We um, had
1: that feeling about it, didn't we, that it could be long and was that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Right then. So the 8-bit section of that game and the reveal into the 16 bits of it is incredible. It is the mm. perhaps the most user-friendly Ninja Gaiden game I've ever played and really yeah. makes you do some cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I The thing I really like about The Messenger, having played it, having played some Ninja Gaiden stuff as well recently for a review and also playing some Contra, yeah. the, the thing I can see behind this game that I like is that it, it kind of holds your hand through some of the tougher sections and makes you better at the game for it because of the checkpoints. Yeah. The checkpointing system is so frequent that you can do a really tough jump bit that, in the middle of a Ninja Gaiden level, would completely mess you over because you'd be yeah. like, "Oh god, I'm never going to get good at yeah, this."
1: It's the friendly Ninja Gaiden.
0: Yeah, and I really love that. However, when it opens up into like the Metroidvania bit, uh, I didn't like it so much. No. There's lots of the mechanics around these jumps revolve you going back and forth in time. Mm-hmm. And while it does open some really cool bits up of the levels and some new levels themselves in the 16-bit world, it didn't feel as nice as when it was just a, hey, get to the end, fight a boss. Mm-hmm. And so that's my only critique, that that bit kind of outstays its welcome. Is
1: it's that a f- lo- have you played that for longer than the uh, first part of the game?
0: I would say so. You kind of flick backwards and forwards between them, but like, Getting the the notes, which is what you need to do in the second half of the game, uh, can be a bit taxing. It can take a long while. Uh, I would argue it's probably longer than the first half of the game. And the last level is perhaps the coolest like Ninja Gaiden-style level I've played in a long time. It takes place, spoilers, for the next five seconds, in like a music box and so everything's organy and mm-hmm. steampunky and it's really cool.
1: Does it ever get frustratingly difficult?
0: No. Uh, no. there are bits that I was I'm like, "Oh worried. my god, this is hard." Yeah. But uh, again, because and... of generous checkpoints, I think they are more than manageable.
1: Do you find but yourself it... getting lost when it opens up a bit or not? No. Can
0: you, get lost? Uh, you get a you get a map. Uh, okay. so you you're fine. Yeah. Um okay. yeah, it's a good game. Uh it's definitely on my top five of the year. I think nice. this is probably the the first year where I think our top fives probably won't be that different.
1: Mm. I, I, I really like it. what I played the Messenger, but I need to play more of, more of it. Yeah. yeah, you should.
0: It's a good yes. game, though yes. it
1: is very long. You've made you've made me feel, apart from the fact it's really long, quite yeah. comfortable with actually playing it again. Yeah, yeah.
0: So i I have another game. That I honestly, if it is your kind of thing, I, I know it won't be yours, I know it's not mine, but people listening, I would recommend Into the Breach. It is not my kind of game. Into the Breach is the new is his name Justin Mar? He's the guy that did FTL. You remember that game? I'm not oh. Brilliant. You I should can't... check out FTL was a game that I spent a lot of time playing on my Vita. Um okay. it's kind of a spaceship game where you're looking after a spaceship. Uh it's very hard. Um so I I played a lot of FTL and then Into the Breach came out. It's a mech game kind of in a similar tactical vein to Advance Wars. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole plot of it is hey, this alien race is coming to destroy the planet. We need to send someone back in time to stop this alien thing from happening and then that's essentially the re-roll mechanic that when the aliens overpower the world you send back your best pilots. so you need to keep your pilot alive to mm-hmm. fight this alien threat and you level up your mechs and all these things you're doing that it's a very cool game and it it does a very interesting thing that you don't necessarily see in a lot of these strategy games where it shows you like three or four moves ahead oh yeah and every Every action you do on the course kind of has a reaction. Like, even if you punch an alien in your mech, it shows you, hey, this alien's going to move one square back into this building and kill a load of people, which will affect your overall score. Are you sure you want to do this? But then is a lot of... It plays with morality a little bit of, like, hey, the goal of this level is that they don't destroy the mine. If I don't punch this alien, yeah. they're going to destroy the mine. However, that will kill people, which will also hit me in another way. Which one of those is the lesser of yeah. these evils?
1: Yeah, which one do you mind?
0: Yeah, it is, ah. a, it is a very good game. It is beautifully scored. It looks really nice. It's got a really cool pixel art aesthetic. Mm. Even on easy, my brain does not work in a tactical game. and even I with... can
1: think of many people actually that I know who would like that. And honestly, it is a
0: damn good one of those, and so yeah, much so yeah. that I I bought it because I was like, okay, this looks really cool. I'm curious, and I even played it for a good few hours before I was like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend any more time in this game. It's not my cup of tea, but I loved the time I spent it with it. Yeah,
1: for the genre, they're really gonna get a lot out of it.
0: I think so, and I've seen it on a lot of people's game of the year lists. So if that's your kind of thing, believe the hype. Into the breach, even though I don't like that kind of game. Yeah is worth it. It's on sale on the Switch at the moment as well, yeah. so that was one of the things cool. that allowed yeah. me to buy it. Excellent. Yeah, uh I also played through uh Azua Striker Strike a Gunbolt, uh 1 and 2. And oh, I like
1: the way you said that, mate. Strike a Gunbolt.
0: Um <laughs> They had it in the library. There was a Switch edition called like the Strike Pack, which has both of yeah. them in it. And it's I was like, okay. It's on 3DS,
1: isn't
0: it? It is, yeah. And it's made by the people who made the the Mega Man Zero games for Capcom way back when. So there's a lot of lineage there with those. Which
1: are also available again, aren't
0: they? They are, yeah. Um, And this game is part... Is that Mega Man X? Or is that... That's Mega oh, Man X, confused. yeah, Sorry. yeah. You're Sorry. getting confused. They're different there's...
1: things, Zero and X.
0: They are, yeah. There's a yeah. Zero collection on the DS, though, which I recommend. <sighs> Um, I I don't know if I like these games, Tom. Well, uh,
1: and I'll tell
0: they're you... They're like Mega Man. You like Mega Man. I'll tell you for why, Tom. Um, so, Azua, Azua Striker Gunvolt, which I shall just refer to uh, from this moment on as Gunvolt, save time. Yeah, yeah go for Gunvolt it. Gunvolt 1 is a very good game. I was like, oh, this is pretty easy, until the end boss and the difficulty just spikes like crazy, and I was like, okay, this game's a bit too hard. I managed to overcome it, and I beat the end boss. Uh, and it's got one of those, hey, you didn't collect these seven gems throughout the levels. Guess you're playing through the entire thing again. Ha <laughs> ha! Things to the ending. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm not doing that. On to the next one. I'll I'll be okay with the bad ending. And I really enjoyed my time with the second game. I was like, okay, you've balanced the difficulty a lot better here. I beat the game with Gunvolt. I was like, yeah, this is really cool. And there's a character... From the first game called Copen, who's like a human, not one of these mutants, which is the what Gunvolt is. Is
1: he from Copenhagen?
0: No, he isn't. Um, but he's a regular person, and you play as him kind of in the same way you might play as Mega Man and Zero in the X games. Uh-huh. But he's got none of the powers and none of the perks that Gunvolt does, so... I got really used to playing as Gunvolt, and I really yeah. enjoyed playing as Gunvolt, and then I hated the way that Copan handles. And so I got to a point where I was like, you know what, fuck this. The ending isn't worth it. I don't care. I'm no, so they've and- thrown
1: this into the this sort of curveball into the game that's just made you say no. i, I do not bother with it anymore. Exactly, and so, so I just put game it down so much that it's not as good.
0: No. And I was just like, okay, I don't care. I haven't got the patience to learn to play as this character. I've already played as Gumvolt for like two games at this point. Okay. I don't need to play as this other character who I don't enjoy playing as anyway. So just crazy. put the game down. Yeah. This is a bit of a shame.
1: It is. It sounds like a bad decision. On, I, uh,
0: for, I, the I would games. say that. I would go so far as to say that.
1: Can you imagine anybody who would love that change of pace? But you wouldn't probably get to that point if you. Uh, didn't I like. How it was I
0: like. I like the Zero games. I also like Mega Man. I fucking hated this.
1: Okay. Well,
0: it is a game that you need to bash your head at a load of times, and I just I wasn't in the mood for one of those. So don't buy it, rent it. Rent it, yeah, and then even go. then, don't finish it, which is what <laughs> I did. You bought and played anything else before yes. I get into something I really enjoyed?
1: Okay. Uh, Capcom beat 'em up bundle is well worth it for. Uh... The two games I've played which were exclusive to it, they're only previously released in the arcades. Yeah. Now, I've totally forgotten the names of the ones called Battle Circuit. Yeah. Which is cool. It's got a sci-fi, a fun comic sci-fi aesthetic and has uh, you buying new weapons and abilities after levels. Which okay. Which is fun. There's a lot of um, new uh, moves you can buy. Great presentation, great enemies, very wacky. I think mm-hmm. one of the characters is like an ostrich or something. You know, it, It's like far out. It's great we're finally getting a home console. It's great we're finally getting a home console version of the game. The other one's are a mech-based side-scrolling beat-em-up, which yeah. is incredibly impressive.
0: Armored Warriors?
1: Maybe it's called cool
0: that. I'm looking at a list of games, so I see if it is.
1: Uh... <laughs> You've got a lot of abilities. Basically, you defeat another machine. You can take a machine part from it and add it to your machine, like a flamethrower, or yeah, or all sorts of different um abilities. Mm-hmm. Beautiful graphics. If you like mechs, you're certainly going to love the design. And there's like quite a lot of variety in the the mech designs in the game and the enemies. Yeah. The levels. The whole package is incredibly enjoyable. I picked up this in a in the sale. I think it might still be in the sale. It is, yeah,
0: until New Cap- Year's. Capcom so.
1: beat 'em up bundle, even for the those two. King of Dragons is on there, which also testified to being a good game, having yeah. played that on the Super Nintendo.
0: Captain Commando's in there, which I also enjoyed in the past. Yeah.
1: You get a lot for the money in that particular collection. so, if you love beat 'em ups then yeah. I'd say this is a no brainer. Uh, definitely pick that
0: up. That's cool. In a similar vein, actually, I've also been playing the SNK 40th Anniversary Edition for oh, the Switch.
1: No, no, I haven't played that.
0: Um, it was in the library, so I was like, "Oh, hello." Uh, my Flip Grip will be arriving over the weekend. I'm going to get that. So Perfect I did
1: for Horizon Shift as well.
0: Yeah, um, I will. Give that a go once you're over with that flippy grip, I think. Um, I mean, it's a a collection of solid S&K arcade games. They're going to release more. Uh, I played Athena because that's a game I wasn't familiar with. And I was like, I don't get why people like this game. This is a very bad game.
1: No, and and I think people who even like the character of Athena, appreciate the design, don't like the game. I don't think Athena is a very popular game. It's a popular game. Yeah but playing it now I yeah it doesn't really game. hold up yeah, i mean whoops, i
0: uh chrysalis is a a uh, cristalis sorry is a very good game uh, a Zelda-like game isn't yes it, it is uh, i
1: played Govelius, which is similar i
0: mm-hmm. think yep yeah. yeah. uh akari warriors uh, the arcade versions of those are top notch um i played a little bit of uh vanguard and tnk fl- TNK3, which is a tank game, which is pretty good, and I'm going to get into more, and there's a game called, oh, it's not on this list, because they've released it since, because they're updating this collection, Uh and they are going to keep updating it, and I was like, okay, cool, I may actually get myself a copy of this, because it's a pretty solid collection, I really enjoyed it. I've
1: seen it for £31 on Amazon. Oh, that's that's good. good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom Parry, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna talk about a game that I've not heard anyone talk about, Okay. and it is probably next to Yakuza, potentially my favorite game of the year. I
1: think I know because you you post something on Twitter about a game that I'd never heard of.
0: So this is a so game called Moonlighter. Um, oh
1: yes, you actually have a physical copy. I of
0: it. did. It was in the library, and I was just like, oh, I'm not heard of that. That's interesting. I'll pick that up and have a look. So the premise of Moonlight at Tom Parry is by a studio called uh, Digital Sun, um and was published by Eleven Bit Studios as the people who did this War of Mine. And oh, the premise really? Yeah, uh, the premise of it is a very simple game. essentially it's a top down roguelike dungeon exploring game. So you are you're playing in a top down view, uh kind of like a Legend of Zelda game. Are uh, you going through these areas that are very much about you know, you go into a dungeon, you every time it's randomly generated, you're going through, you're killing certain enemies, you get used to their patterns, you progress further, you fight a boss, job done. If it was just that, it would just be like, Okay, you're getting new things, you you're getting experience, yada yada yada, who cares? The cool thing about Moonlighter is you are actually a shop clerk. And the, the name of the game, Moonlighter, the refers to as... the shop you own. Yeah, and also that you're moonlighting as an adventurer. Yeah, so you yeah. play as a character called Will, and you're going into this dungeon not Will, only to kill are... the monsters and to progress, but there's also this really interesting mechanic where in the daytime, you end up selling things in your shop. So there's this this yeah. strange mini-game of you trying to balance the things you, you've Found in the dungeon for their price, and everyone who comes into your shop, uh, there's like a you have a tome that has all of your items in and it keeps a record of what you can sell things for. And so, people have a like coins in their eyes, like, Oh my god, this is a bargain emoticon. They have a smiley face, they have a oh, this is a bit high, but I don't mind paying it just this once face, and then they have like an anger, like what are you trying to charge here, mm, face? We've all
1: felt these things. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then
0: you put them down on the on your table to sell stuff, and then you're waiting for people to come in and see their reactions to how much they like the price. And you're like, okay, cool, I've got a bundle of 12 of these. I'm going to put one down. I'm going to see that goes, oh, God, that was too low. Shit. I'm going to throw another one. Oh, God, it's still too low.
1: That's great. Kids like playing shop.
0: <laughs> they do. And it, it, it scratched an itch for me that I didn't really realise I had of selling this stuff, and it was really cool. Wow. Um, yeah, and so I, I went into the dungeons, I beat the first boss, i on the second dungeon after about four hours. Apparently the game's about 12 hours long, but I'm having so much fun playing it. Because you're also not upgrading yourself as an adventurer, you're also upgrading your shop, and also upgrading the town around you. So you can you can buy a, a potion shop. You can pay for a potion shop. You can pay for a dungeoneer who is also going into the dungeon and also getting stuff. So you can buy stuff off him yes. to then try and flip in your own shop for higher prices. Reseller alert! Yeah. And you can also, uh, like, there's a blacksmith and undoubtedly some other stuff as yep. you go into the game. It's really cool. I really, really enjoy I, it.
1: I guess there's so many games on Switch it, something's going to get overlooked
0: yeah and that's such a shame because it's such a bloody good game i really enjoyed it
1: i'll have to check it out when i see you
0: yeah you will for sure and it was it was one of those games i got in a spur of a moment like oh this is in the library but hands down i'm gonna buy it when i get paid the end of the month because it's it's a very good game worthy of your time tom parry i dare say
1: sounds excellent
0: good have you been buying playing anything else
1: uh, well, of course, I've been playing the new Lemmings.
0: Yes. I, I was very excited to see that come out, and I was just immediately like, Tom,
1: Tom! Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really fun. And I know it's had a bit of a backlash because it includes um, what do you call it, pay-to-play elements. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's okay the way they're implemented, to be honest, because uh, you basically you takes energy to do anything. To, to To give your Lemming an ability, it takes energy. Right, one energy you have so many energy if you do well you can get more energy uh if you do happen to run out it is game over until you know two hours and then you can you know your energy gets refilled unless you want to pay yeah the amount of gameplay you can get out of the energy and especially if you're doing well is you know a good chunk of gameplay it's um as much as i'd want to play in any one sitting to yes. be yes So for me, I've not felt like I've needed to um, put money into the game. Uh, I feel you can play it in a way where you don't have to do that. The game itself is really fun because of how they've implemented uh, the uh, grid system into the game. So you can actually plan ahead, which is something uh, you can actually place an ability on the grid. So when a lemming hits that, Mm he will automatically start doing that um, action. Okay, uh that works really. Well, you can plan a few moves ahead. You can, then you can sit back and kind of watch, and there's not that constant kind of needing to get the timing right to select individual lemmings to do certain things. So it lends itself to tablets uh really well, probably phones too. I was playing it on a, on a tablet. Um, really, really great way of uh, doing it. It's got this vertical uh, alignment now as as opposed to horizontal as previous lemmings games have been. Yeah. which sits very well on any sort of handheld uh, tablet or phone yeah. device. device. Uh, I think they've really thought about how best to translate Lemmings to this format. They've thought of the device you're playing on, They're not trying to make another Lemmings game uh, in the same style for a device which really doesn't kind of work Yeah. Uh, for that kind of style of gameplay. I think it's uh, really commendable. I'd like to say... Th- the studio's done an amazing job. Uh, Sad Puppy Games, I think, have uh, made this version of Lemmings, and I think it's a it's a solid and enjoyable one.
0: Okay, well, I mean, you you have played every Lemmings game under the sun, so I'm kind of gonna go with your recommendation on that one. Maybe I'll give it a look.
1: Pick it up; you don't have to pay for it, so you yeah. might as well. You might as well try it and see if you like it. Uh, as a fan of Lemmings and the games have gone before, I I like it, so uh, I'm sure most people will also enjoy it. If, if Fair you, enough. If you like that kind of strategy puzzle type game. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a look. Action puzzle. Matt's favourite genre. <laughs> all,
0: I, all I've all i really got, uh, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, I actually uh, I, I may have told you way back when that I was going to buy an arcade machine from a guy called Love Holton. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way back. Very expensive arcade machine, but it looked beautiful. And so I I didn't uh, because the missus lost a job, and I she know actually what's coming up. oh really I know, she yeah. gave she got me one for uh, yes yes for you my birthday
1: to, to me you were you uh, thinking about getting one of those for me ah
0: <laughs> yeah um and so it is a little Game Boy looking thing it's actually got the Game Boy logo in the back of it isn't that cool
1: oh my gosh they've done that especially for you
0: yes um. Laser engraved. Um, wow. That's a it's got an 8 bit Do actually in it, so I can attest to the quality of those controllers. Yeah,
1: the D pads are very nice on those controllers. Mm-hmm. And the boys, um, the whole thing. But
0: the, the console itself comes with. Oh, it's, it's pretty much got all the ROMs for PC Engine, Super Nintendo, NES, the Game Boy family, um, Master System, and Mega Drive
1: in it. And it looks very
0: sexy. And it, it looks fantastic. The finish on it is amazing. The screen looks yeah. really nice. Um, yeah, I've been having a whale of a time with it. The, the The Bluetooth connection of the controller itself to the device can be a bit finicky, but it looks so nice. The finish on it's incredible. Playing Turtles in Time on my couch uh, was very nice. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed it doesn't come with a speaker built in. They do ship it with headphones, uh, mm. which is, I guess, the idea of like, hey, this is a small handheld. You're probably going to be playing it on a commute or in the comfort of your own home anyway. But because of that, I was like, ah, oh, I kind of wanted a speaker. But if it saves on price, it saves on price, I guess, because yeah, it sure, wasn't cheap.
1: Sure, sure. That's interesting. Yeah, be- bear that in mind if you're considering uh, getting
0: one. I think they're already sold out. I think oh, the the run was only a 50, one. and I think they sold out instantly. You so have I... a
1: very special limited item there, Matthew.
0: I do, yeah. Um, but it, it it's a beautiful little bit of kit. Um, I've really enjoyed it so far. It, I've been playing some weird games that I perhaps wouldn't have. Like someone the other day recommended a game called eSWAT. For yes, the Genesis. Can, yes. And I was just like, I'm going to look at that, because I got it on you.
1: You, you can, yeah, um, try Thunder Force 4. I've been playing that. Oh, I oh man, Thunderf- I know Thunder Force 4, Tom. It's yes. a fucking good game. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a great shooter. Uh, as is, uh, I played R-Type 3 for the first time recently as well. Yes. Um, I got that uh, limited uh, compilation. I saw, game. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice thing to have.
0: Yes, I'm sure. Yes. I've I've already got it. Otherwise, yeah. I would have bought it myself.
1: Yeah, great, great games. Uh, I hear Aladdin that on the Super Nintendo. Download that if you can.
0: Have you? Have you only just played Aladdin on the Super Nintendo?
1: Aladdin on the Super Nintendo would blown my mind. Oh man, Aladdin on the Super <laughs> Nintendo so good. It just plays so well. I mean, it's oh, like every mate. classic platformer uh, just done. Well, I'd say it's just like the epitome of 16-bit platformer. It's really fucking good.
0: I, we had Aladdin when I was a kid.
1: The swinging around, you know, it, kinda, it really kind of gets the um the feel of the character in the film very well. Yeah. Uh, How have
0: you never played Aladdin on the Super Nintendo? I've you I played realize... Aladdin
1: on the Mega Drive and thought, that's all I need.
0: Oh, Tom, see, well, this is where you go wrong. They both played... complement each other.
1: They're both good games, but I think yes. even maybe plays better than the Mega Drive version. It's been a while since I played that, but... Uh...
0: Right, so the Mega Drive version's slightly different. It's got swords and stuff. They're both yep. much better than the NES and Game Boy version. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. The Mega, the Mega Drive one does some things very well. Like, I like the ability to actually battle, because you can't really do that in the SNES. You're just throwing apples and jumping on and people's heads. And you jump
1: on people's heads, which makes sense for Aladdin. I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't really use a sword in the film. No. He has one, briefly. but Yes, he does. Yeah,
0: But... Man, I really love that Super Nintendo game. It's got a special place in my heart. It
1: looks beautiful, animates really well, and it's yes. so tight, the controls are. It's like, Yeah. Yeah, a, lot, a very good game. I think if you... Yeah, it's a great game. If you haven't played it, like I hadn't until very recently, do, um, do go out and play it
0: That game's got, like... The people who worked on that game mm. is like an insane list of people... Uh, it's like Shinji Mikami worked on that oh, wow. game. It's like yeah. the lead designer on it. The yeah. Resident Evil fame, for those of you who don't know. Um, like, it's just, yeah, from head to toe, it is like one of the best Super Nintendo games. It's yeah. one of those ones I owned when I was a kid. And like looking back on it now, I'm like, why did my brother buy Aladdin? Like of all the games he could have bought, but it's because he used to read official Nintendo magazine, and they must have just mm. given it 100 or 98 percent or something ridiculous. And it's mm. deserving of it. It's a very good game.
1: Yeah, I'm up to the bit where I'm trying to escape it on the um, magic carpet.
0: Oh, with uh, the set with the mode seven scrolling stuff.
1: Oh, it's not mode seven me yet. No, but it's sides—it's side from the side, and I'm just trying to. Get I thought out. there was. Quite tricky.
0: I thought this a mode seven scrolling. Yeah, my, maybe, seven maybe next. later. I can't remember. Because it's been in a long the film, time.
1: You have that moment where it's first person, don't you, in the film? Yes. And I've been trying to escape it's all Maybe
0: I'm just merging it with a film in my head. I don't know. That end boss, that end Jafar fight, thwarted me many times as a youth. I warn I mean, you it's in advance. it a bit of
1: challenge to it as well, which is nice. You know, you will it's have a to a Good odd game segments uh, again. But it's Solid more... game,
0: though. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoy that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't expect to talk about that. Thank you for that nostalgia, well, Tom Barry.
1: You're quite welcome. Uh, yeah, graphics, the quality on the, the actual pixel art is extremely well done. It is
0: one of the best looking games on Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, I don't think I've got anything else to talk about this time. I really. don't
0: either. I think that is I think that's my enough. my saved up load of of games done. I'm going to ask you very quickly though, because this is the end of 2018 as we record this. Oh, it be you're up going to ask today what as well. My
1: favorite game of the year was.
0: I'm going to say, what's your top five favorite games oh, of the year, Tom Parry?
1: That's very hard. Um, I'm, I'm going to put Dragon Ball Fighter Z in there. Yeah. Uh, definite one. Uh, can I put Aladdin in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I no. mean,
0: if you want to, why <laughs> no, not?
1: No, no. Um, I don't know if I've played enough new games that release released this year.
0: I think you've just mentioned, like, 12.
1: This year? I've played a lot of retro compilations and such.
0: I mean, you can nominate a retro compilation. Why not?
1: Uh, well, I like the Capcom beat up bundle, but it's not screaming at me to say it's one of the games of the year. Okay. Um, Astrobot could potentially be amazing. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, that but uh, I don't know because I've not been able to play enough of it. the okay. Effect uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, there's two for you. Uh, uh,
0: Pokemon Let's Go,
1: Pokemon Let's Go, I like it a lot. Is it a game of the year? Mm, not sure about that to be honest. fair I think enough. I could have probably lived without it, but it was, it's a very pleasing, uh, nostalgic experience. Okay, uh, let me just turn around here. Oh, you've really put me on the spot, Matthew. Maybe I'm better to do this uh, next time.
0: Okay, fair enough. Oh, hot damn! I played Overcooked Two. Overcooked Two is really good. It's an improvement oh. on Overcooked. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, I won't go into any to... more of it than that. You
1: need to look into that,
0: though. You should. I've
1: got two of mine. Have you got any? Maybe we get um, half now. Tetris
0: Effect, Tom, is clearly on your top okay. five.
1: Yes, we agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tetris yeah. Spec. So I'm gonna say Tetris Effect. Um, I will say Moonlighter. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. I will say the Messenger. Mm. Um, well,
1: Messengers, yeah, might be on my list too. Need to play a bit more. Uh,
0: I will probably. Well, I mean Tetris Effect goes without saying. He's on that list. Oh God, I got to think of a fifth one though. That's the the thing. I I'm not going to cop out and say Yakuza Kiwami Two, even though that is the yeah. An amazing update of the best Yakuza game, probably next four. Don't tell four. I cheated on it no. with Yakuza Kowami two. Um, oh, by the way, like I beat that. It's it just it so holds up. It's just so good a game. If you have not played Yakuza two, go play Kowami two because mm. it's hands down the best game. Well, you'll be happy you with play.
1: me because I've got Yakuza six now. I found it cheap.
0: Okay, that's good. <laughs> Uh, just Ready quickly for the day
1: when I actually get to that point in the series. Oh, I mean, you could,
0: yeah. I mean, you should just play the the Yakuza Kowami and get through that, and then you can play Kowami two, and then you can go, "Wow, this is amazing." Yeah. Then you can watch a YouTube video explaining to you three because you don't actually need to play that okay. game because it's terrible. And then play four, and then go, "Cool, I'm kind of done." Skip five because it's really long, uh, and then play mm-hmm. six because mm-hmm. you don't really need it to. You've heard it oh, from the Boyle, how
1: to play Yakuza.
0: I will say for my fifth game, I'll go Monster Hunter. Why not? I enjoy playing Monster Hunter. That was pretty good.
1: There well, we go. when I've played a little bit more and uh, got my freshened up my memory of what I've actually played, I shall let you know uh, our next time's episode. Yes. How about okay. that for a compromise?
0: Yay! <laughs> but we both agree, Tetris Effect, very good game.
1: Very good game. Very good okay. game.
0: Cool. Okay then, Tom Parry, let's Just wrap like things up. It's like
1: saying Tetris is a very good game. <laughs> oh, but I mean the well, you've VR never adds a lot Tetris. to it too. I, you've never played Tetris like this. You think you've played Tetris? Play Tetris, Effect.
0: If you like Res, if you like Lumines, uh, especially. Uh... If you like music. Miss Gucci, Gucci's actually been out there going like, "Yeah, I really, I made Lumines because I really wanted to make a Tetris game, and they wouldn't let me." So, like, this liked, is what he wanted liked to my make.
1: Tweet when I tweeted about it. Yeah, the other day, so that's, that's nice. good. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, that wraps us up, Ben Tom Parry. This it is does. a, a little a bit of a longer no, podcast, no, yeah. but yeah, we've we, had a lot hey, to talk about. We
1: have rarely had a podcast as bumper packed as this particular one. Chock a block. VR. We've talked about a lot of sort of more recent games, which is something we don't always do. No. Um, yeah, it's been what? educational. I think it's been informative. Which is the same hope so. thing.
0: Well, I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, it can be informative without being educational.
1: But I don't think it can be the other way around.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, if you like the podcast, uh, please let us know. If you want to get a shout out in the start of next week's episode, yeah. We're gonna uh, do then that you... now. yeah, <laughs> then you can let us know that you're listening uh, at TMA Cast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom Attack yeah. on the comments of blastprocess.com, dot uh, com, which are also places you can get in contact with us about anything else. If we've said anything wrong, or if you're like, yeah, Matt, Tetris is a really good game, or I'll if you go want yes.
1: A little bit more, you can watch. Um... Tom's Gaming World, new series on Blast Process. Check it out on YouTube. I play a bit of Aladdin. I play a bit of R-Type. I play a bit of Horizon Shift 81. Uh, Yeah. It's a very off-the-cuff, you know, vlogging style. Oh, you're done with the kids. So uh, if that sounds like a cup of tea, check that out.
0: Fair enough. Um, I will be on at Game Boyle, uh, my usual place on Twitter. Tom's at TomParry11. Uh, go check out the the Christmas stuff I did for Game Boyle if you haven't already. Uh, I put up a video where I rhymed for 11 minutes over The Grinch by Konami, which is a very tough game. I think it proves Matt
1: could be a rapper.
0: I don't know. Some of those, some of those bars are very questionable um, um, upon re-listening. I also did a video on Spider-Man, uh, which is a, a really rubbish syntax game. If you haven't seen Enter the Spider-Verse, by the way, go watch that film. Very Everyone good film.
1: tells me I need to do that. Oh, Tom Parry. Ralph breaks the internet. And like, oh, Man.
0: that's that's not out you yet, so oh. I haven't seen that. Oh, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, other than that, listen to the podcast in a variety of places. Bass Process, Tom forward slash podcast, and in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know that you're listening. As I said, we'll give you a shout-out. Okay, cool. And the gang, Tom Parry, it's been a pleasure. Happy yeah. New Year in advance. And Happy I will see you next week for another podcast see in the flesh. Time. Okay, cool. What do we say to them until then, though, Tom Parry?
1: I think if I remember correctly, game on. No, you're wrong. It's tarah um, <laughs> Bye. Yeah, we changed it.